and gentlemen, in the red corner, hailing from the state of Nevada, representing the steam and wise guys, it's the always feared Vegas Odds Maker! And in the blue corner, the crowd favorite from South Florida, Mark Winning Picks Lawrence! Welcome back, everybody. Once again, this is Mark Lawrence along with Victor King, and we're going against the spread on this weekend's NFL and pro football card. And, Victor, it's great to be back in the saddle for the 2022 football season. It uh, certainly is, Mark. we got a couple of firsts for 2022. We're experimenting with a little bit of uh, video in terms of our podcast as well. And uh, not to mention... Obviously, it's a crazy time of the year. It's the first full week of college football and the NFL. And I know you've been a very, very busy guy yourself, Mark, between flying out to Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, Mark also had a passing in his immediate family just a few days ago that required him to head up to Cleveland for a few days. I know it's been difficult. It's been strenuous. But again, as we say it often, it's definitely a labor of love. It is a labor of love, Victor, and uh, it's something we thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy. And we really, and thank you for uh, uh, the acknowledgement about my friend passing in Cleveland and a uh, tough time for everybody. But we're back and we're ready to rock and roll for this 2022 football season. And we kicked it off with uh, what they called week zero, week one, maybe a combination of both in college football last week. And uh, Victor, let me ask you this question uh, as a Kid, what was the favorite dish that your mother prepared for you when you were young? We are of German heritage. So for us, uh, mom made many a delicious uh, German meal, whether it was a schnitzel or something like that. Uh, But outstanding. It is interesting that you bring that up because week one in college football was actually all about home cooking. Oh, Yeah, home teams really, really rocked out last week in uh, week one action of college football. They went 31 and 14. That's 69% against the spread for home teams. Home favorites did even a little bit better, 22 and 9 against the spread, 71%. And believe it or not, it was the big home favorite, the double-digit home favorite that really cleaned up. Double-digit home faves went 16 and 4 last week. Wow. In week one, 80% against the spread. Again, a fantastic week for the home teams in college football. Uh, from my avenue, in terms of scoring, uh, we certainly had a high and we had a low, an 124-point game. And then I'm talking about that North Carolina-Appalachian State game. Final score, 63-61. to 61. That's a hell of a way to start the first week of the season. But we also had a really, really low-scoring 10-point game, and I'm talking about that ugly Iowa-South Dakota State game, the game that ended 7-3 to with an Iowa victory. And, of course, they didn't even score a touchdown in the game. Iowa's points came via a field goal and two safeties. So we ran the gamut in terms of scoring last week, a 124-point game, a 10-point game, in terms of overall totals, 20 overs, 25 unders last week. And in terms of uh, our services, you know, we did okay. Mark started week one going two and one, I believe. And that was what, let's see here, 
that winner on Florida at home against Utah, the Sunday night winner on Florida State against LSU. And in fact, Mark was only one point away from a 3-0 sweep, as you also had Cincinnati plus the points against Arkansas. All in all, I'm sure you'll take it, Mark, in terms of week one. And for our totals, we went 2-0. and We had a nice Friday night winner on Duke and Temple under the total. We cashed that one. And then on finally on Saturday, we did hit our over of the week. And that was in the um, non-conference game between Mississippi State and Memphis. We had the over in that one, cashed that Saturday night. So our totals went 2-0 and last week as well. All in all, a really nice start to the football season, Victor. And, uh, you know, I might say this uh, from what we saw last week in college football, and perhaps we're not going to find an uglier or maybe even a more exciting football game than we witnessed last weekend. It doesn't get any worse than the Iowa football game. You know, you win a football game, you score seven points, you don't score a touchdown, and you do it against an FCS team. It's like I wonder how many people were still in the stands at the end of the game that attended the football game. The other side of the coin had to be Appalachian State, North Carolina, and what a thrill fest that football game was. I mean, my goodness, 40 points in the fourth quarter, six touchdowns, two failed two-point conversions by Appalachian State. The game was rocking and rolling, reeling back and forth about who's going to win, who's going to cover. It just doesn't get any better than that, and I would look forward to seeing something close to that, maybe if not this weekend, perhaps by the end of the football season. We're visiting with Victor King from King Creole Sports. I'm Mark Lawrence with PlaybookSports.com. We're going against the spread on this weekend's college and pro football cards. And, Victor, what do you say? Let's get into our college football game of the week that we've got on tap this week. We're going to head out to the Southeast Conference when Kentucky invades Florida, catching the Gators off that big win over LSU. Victor, what's your take on the Gators and the Wildcats this Saturday? Okay, well, that's a beautiful SEC game, and it is on ESPN-TV as well. It's a 7 o'clock start, Kentucky at Florida. We're down here in the Sunshine State once again in terms of the over-under line. It opened at 51 points. It's gone up about a half. The last time I looked, it is at 51 and a half points. My line in the game is, oh, I've got it pegged somewhere around 47 to 48 points. And uh, the series history in these two, and eh, not much to go on, three and three over under in the last six meetings with an average of 46.2 points per game. But we will note that in the last two years, they've been really low scoring games between these two teams as Kentucky has improved on defense and, of course, Florida always has a good defense, but uh, zero overs, two unders in the last two years, an average of only 38.5 points per game. And uh, you know what you're getting with Kentucky? Again, as I mentioned, a very, very good defense. They're not splashy like Tennessee. They're not uh, brutally dominant like Georgia. They certainly don't have the level of talent on the top of the SEC West. But it doesn't really matter. They're going to get things moving. They will generate those defensive stops that the under better likes. And you can kind of see which way we are leaning in this particular game. And, of course, they've got uh, some running back issues. But they still have a very good potentially star pro prospect at the quarterback position. And that would be uh, quarterback Will Levis. 
and he's coming off that 303-yard performance last week against Miami of Ohio. In terms of Florida, you know what you're getting. The Gators should get a break against the run this particular week. Kentucky would normally look to kind of grind away a little bit, but that may not happen. Anthony Richardson on the Florida side of things is a very good passing quarterback. He's probably even a better running quarterback as well. And in terms of, uh, again, last week's action, the Kentucky game against Miami of Ohio did go under the total. The final score was 37 to 13. The over under line was 54 and a half. Florida's game against Utah was surprisingly a little high, higher scoring than people thought it would be. The over under line was 51 and a half. Final score 29 to 26. Both teams had over 440 offensive yards. I don't see that happening. This week, Florida, 75% under the total at home in the last two seasons. Kentucky is notorious. Uh, they've gone 69% under the total in their last 35 conference games, and that's over a nice big five-year period. They even do better when taking to the conference road, 6-15 and 15 over under in their last 21 conference road games. With that said, Mark, I think there's a little bit of value on the under in this particular game. We have not pulled the trigger yet, though. I'm going to hold off for now. And before committing to the game, I think it's going to be pretty imperative that we all check the weather reports for Gainesville, Florida on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon. I say that because the forecast is for widespread rain, scattered storms, particularly in the southeast portion of the country, we're talking uh, Florida all the way up to North Carolina, and this is a pretty bad weekend weather pattern that's going to be originating from the Gulf of Mexico. And again, it's going to be from the Sunshine State down here all the way up to the East Coast to North Carolina, maybe even Virginia. So check your weather reports on Saturday afternoon before making a move. If the weather looks okay, we're going to probably pass in terms of the totals. But if the forecast looks nasty, and I think it will, Mark, we're going to make a move on under the total with this game finishing somewhere around 45 to 48 points. So, again, let's hold off for now. Follow your weather reports this weekend. Make a move Saturday afternoon at some time as we go under the total with Kentucky taking on the Florida Gators. Victor says tap into the weather channel before you make a move on this football game for the over-under total side in the contest. And, yes, Victor, we do know what – the weather is like in South Florida this time of the year. It's been really quiet from a hurricane aspect, but we're into the nitty-gritty portion of the hurricane season down here in South Florida. So we're going to end up having weather like this this weekend and probably moving forward through the month of October. So if you're going to be looking at any football games down here in Florida and anywhere near the proximity, you might want to check that weather channel as Victor advises. Take a look at these two matchups of these two football teams here. Kentucky's really dominated the series of late here. They've gone 5-0 and to the spread the last five football games. And they've got a head coach in Mark Stoops, and I've talked a lot about him. I'm a big, big Mark Stoops football fan. I really admire what he does. Him and his brother Bob are from Victor and my part of the neck of the woods. They come from northeast Ohio, where we're from. And what Mark Stoops does, and he's really, really helped this football program grow, is he's recruiting the lights out of uh, out of the football program here. He doesn't go up against toe-to-toe -to -toe against Alabama and Georgia down south. He does it in his neck of the woods. He gets a lot of the cream players from the state of Ohio, and his roster is really being a fill-out, and they're performing really well. He's doing a great job. 
Mark Stupin his career. How about 14, 7, and 1 to the spread? When he's away off a win, including 6 and 1 to the spread as a single digit underdog, that's the role that he'll be in in this particular football contest. And just a credit to Mark Stoops and what he's done here. They've won back-to-back double-digit seasons, 10 wins, back-to-back years this football program has. And an accomplishment, it's it's really, really rare because if you go back in the history of the Kentucky football program, only twice in their entire football program had they ever won 10 games back-to-back years. And here's Mark Stoops doing it right here, right now because of the recruiting. He's number 14 this year overall in the country in recruiting, top 40 overall the last four years. This is a football team that I think nobody in the Southeast Conference is going to really relish playing this year. Take a look at the Florida Gators here. Now, Billy Napier comes in from LSU where he did, uh, I should say, from Louisiana Lafayette where he did a masterful job uh, elevating that football program. He comes in off that first upset win, a dramatic win over LSU last week. Doesn't get any better for a football coach uh, to win their first game, knock off a top 10 football program like LSU, and doing it in the fashion in which they did. My goodness, it comes down to back and forth ping pong, and LSU misses the extra point to send the game into overtime, and he escapes with the victory. So he's got to feel pretty good, pretty proud about what they did that in that football contest here. The problem with him, I look inside his numbers here, he's only 2-5 and five to the spread when he comes off a straight-up underdog win is Napier, including four straight consecutive point spread losses in a row in this role here. The Florida Gators themselves have really sputtered at home when they come off a home win. They're just four and eight to the spread, including one and five to the spread as a favorite in this particular role. And bottom line to me, guys, is this could well be the case of the better team being the underdog in this football game. And if it is, we have to almost always back up our underdog play with a money line play. And I'll do just that. I'll play Kentucky plus the points, and I'll play Kentucky on the money line from my side in this big Southeast Conference showdown game on Saturday. You're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And before we go over to our NFL game of the week, once again, I want to thank our listeners out there for being patient. We're a day or so late with this uh, ATS program this week because of the passing of my friend up in Ohio. He was my best friend growing up as a as a young kid from the third grade on, and uh, it was really, really a heartfelt moment for me to get away and uh, to come back and be doing what we're doing here right now. So thanks to our listeners out there for being patient. And in that same vein, Andy Isco will not be joining us from Las Vegas as he normally does with his Vegas vibe on the show this week. Uh, just because we're set back a day and Andy had a lot of other commitments rolling. So Andy will be back in joining us next week here on Mark Lawrence against the spread. So it's just Victor and I, the Dos Amigos doing the show this particular week. And with that, Victor, let's move it over to the national football league side of things and take a look at a big NFL football game inside the mighty AFC West, which could be the best football division in all of the national football league this season here. And I guess you'd say, Victor, safe to say any game in the AFC West involving two teams is going to be a pretty good football game because there's a likelihood that a lot of these football teams in this division could all, none of them, taste a losing season this year. We're going to make this football game. We're going to hop out to Los Angeles where the Chargers are going to host the Las Vegas Raiders in what should be a very, very entertaining football game. Victor, how do you see these two division stalwarts shaking out this Sunday? Now, Mark, uh, before we get into this, uh, what could be an AFC West shootout, 
Let's take a quick look at the NFL. There was only three teams last year that had 400 or better yard per game offenses. Those three teams, Kansas City Chiefs, Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those were your star offensive teams last year, and there was only three teams that had less than 300 yards on offense last year. And those bottom-dwelling teams, Houston Texans, New York Giants, Carolina Panthers, all three teams indeed do figure to improve this particular season. And, Mark, if you are planning on playing some NFL favorites in week one, we would tell you to exercise a little bit of caution. I say that because week one uh, for a 10-year period now has been a pretty good one for underdogs, particularly within the division. Division home dogs, in fact, have gone 20 and 5 against the spread since oh. 2010 and guess what there are 3 of them going this particular week even division road dogs of less than a touchdown 18 6 and 1 ATS over the last 8 years again 3 of them going this week so we'd be a little bit cautious if we were thinking of laying the points Again, week one has been a good one for the dogs, particularly within the division. So we'll just throw that out there before we take a look at our um, NFC, excuse me, AFC West matchup. Let me get into the totals tip sheet because we did use this game as one of our plays. And we're going over the total in this particular game. Uh, this is, of course, the AFC West we're talking about. The over-under line in the game opened at 51 and a half. The last time I looked, it was up to 52. I'm not surprised. Believe it or not, now that Russell Wilson is in the AFC West division, we could have a bunch of shootouts this year in this particular division. And in fact, a line of 52 points, it actually might be on the low side when all things are said and done for this particular season. So we're going to take advantage of, on paper, what looks to be a decent low line and go over the total. We, of course, we all remember last year's final game of the season when Las Vegas pulled off that 35-32 to 32 stunner that propelled the Raiders to the playoffs and eliminated the Chargers from the postseason. Uh, regardless, look for those hosts to keep their foot on the gas pedal all freaking game long in this week one revenger for them. Like other Sharps, we see both of these teams as strong over squads this season. And let's not forget the Chargers were the only team in the NFL last year to average more than 27 points per game on offense and allow more than 27 points per game on defense. And in fact, their average of 56.8 combined points per game at home last year was the second highest in the entire league. Uh, we know their counterparts, the Raiders, they've gone 14-4-1 over-under as underdogs in the last two years. So their best over situation has always been when the Raiders are taking points. And, of course, both of these teams, as I mentioned in this week's Totals Tip Sheet newsletter, free plug. Anyway, both of these teams have trended over as of late in their first game of the season. In the last two seasons... Raider games have averaged 62.0 combined points per game. And on the flip side, the L.A. Chargers, 6-2 over-under in the last eight years in their first game of the season. 
We already know that AFC West division games have gone 15-6-1 over-under in the last two years when the over-under is 43 or more points. And, of course, with big-time improvement on offense for all four teams in this particular division, we could see this could be the first of a lot of, of course, AFC West shootouts. And it starts with this one. We realize the bar is set on the high side. That's okay by me because we ran a database a query and I uh, take a look at game ones with a high over underline. So here you go, nine and one over under since 2013 for any NFL game one with a high over underline of more than 51 points when the home team is favored like the Chargers are. We're going to play that 90% over situation and hopefully enjoy a late afternoon shootout with the Raiders Chargers going over the total. Sounds like a lot of ammunition for the over in this football game. Red Rover, Red Rover, let this Raiders game go over. And it looks like there's a lot of fuel to do just that. Victor's going to go up and over the total in this division contest. Let's take a look at the football game. The invading Las Vegas Raiders made some wholesale changes in the offseason. Obviously, Devontae Adams being the biggest addition to the program. He rejoins Derek Carr as quarterback from college together. And they're re reuniting here and could end up obviously being a big shot in the arm, especially to the offense of this football program. The Raiders enter the contest the last six years. They've won five and one straight up in the season opening football games. They're not averse at all to getting out of the gate in pretty decent fashion, at least on the opening week. If you take a look at them in division games, when they beat the opponent the last time they played, which is the case here, they're eight and two against the spread against avenging division opponents. They've also cashed in nine of the last 13 road games in this series. For the LA Chargers, there's a football program that since they moved to Los Angeles up from San Diego, they've really not accomplished a whole lot. In fact, they've struggled and they've been money burners. 20 and 19 straight up, 16 and 23 against the spread at home since the move to LA. Worse for this football program at home is when they fall or their small favorites at home, favorites of four or less points. They're just three and ten straight up and against the spread. Now you've got Kansas City waiting on deck for the Chargers here, and I know it's safe to say that people would say you can't look past an opening game in the National Football League, and I wouldn't argue with that at all. But it's still the Kansas City Chiefs, and in games before they played Kansas City, they've had a tendency to really lay down uh, in football contests like this. The Chargers are just 5-15-1 against the spread in games before Kansas City. They've got a head coach in Brandon Staley, who I am not all that enamored with. And I know there are a lot of people that really like what he's doing. Uh, he's a shot in the arm for the football program. He's got an awesome quarterback. And Justin Herbert was arguably going to be maybe the best quarterback in the AFC by the end of the season here. I mean, he may be better than Patrick Mahomes. Who knows? We'll see. But he's a riverboat gambler. And uh, being an analytics first foremost approach for Brandon Staley I just don't like living on this riverboat gambler edge that he lives on here. You can't be a head coach in the National Football League and go for it on fourth and five from your own 19-yard line early in football games. It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't check enough boxes for me. So put me down for not being really an advocate of Staley and what he does with this program here. Bottom line to me, these two football programs, what they did last year were 
dramatically different from a defensive aspect here. The Raiders actually improved their defense over 50 yards a game last football season. Now they're going to get the shot in the arm offensively, which is going to make this football team, I think, viable contender in the AFC West. A lot of people don't think so, but I think there's a lot of value in perhaps backing them as a contender to win this division. On the flip side, the Chargers struggled defensively last year. In fact, they went backwards 16 yards a game. So you put a collision of two teams up, one improving defensively, the other going backwards defensively. I got to grab the points in a football game like this, and I'll do just that and take the Raiders plus the points for our NFL play of the week this particular week. Once again, you're tuned in to Mark Lawrence against the spread, the nation's most popular sports handicapping talk show. And we're before we get to our final closing segment on the show here, we're going to do what I always love doing the most, and that's our awesome angle of the week. I share this from our Playbook Football Newsletter more times often than not, and I'm going to do that once again this week, plugging the Playbook Football Newsletter, which is a 20-page edition this week, just jam-packed with a lot of great winning information. Victor, the crew, everybody at Playbook did a great job putting this newsletter together this week. I was working remotely from Cleveland, Ohio, doing it and just burning the midnight oil, and there's so many stats and facts in this newsletter. I'm just Proud as all get out of this first edition of the National Football League Newsletter. Pick up a copy today, the Playbook Football Newsletter online at playbooksports.com. I know you're going to be glad you did exactly just that. Let's get to our awesome angle of the week before we close out our show with complimentary picks from Victor and myself. Our awesome angle this week comes from the Playbook Football Newsletter, and it's called Bowler Blues. And what we're looking to do this week from our database, from the well-oiled machine, is we're going to play against any college football favorite in game two of the season. If they were a bowl team last year and they lost the football game. So you open up as a bowler last year feeling pretty good. You lose the football game. Now you dress up as a favorite. What do you do? You really struggle the next game is what you do, especially according to the database. These teams are only 7-18 and against the spread. By playing against them, this 18-7 and winning angle is a 72% winning angle. Get your pencils out. We have three teams that we're going to play against on our Bowler Blues angle who are favorites this week that will be fading, the first of which is Virginia Tech, the second of which is West Virginia, and the third is Western Michigan. So put those three teams on your fade list this Saturday, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, and Western Michigan for our awesome angle of the week. And before we close out the final segment of the show, Victor, I want to hand it off to you. Let our listeners know what you've got on tap this particular week going at King Creole Sports. And for sure, let our listeners know about how they can get their hands on the Playbook Totals tip sheet this week. Sure thing, Mark. Can do. I'm going to kind of work our way backwards. We've got an NFL Monday night over-under selection, and that's already up at the PlaybookSports.com website. On Sunday, and over the total in the early kickoffs, that's also available on the website. On Saturday, we're going to have another one of those watch and win college football totals plays in which we play a nationally televised game over the total, like last week's winner in the Mississippi State-Memphis game. Again, everything available at the playbooksports.com website. Uh, Mark, before I get into our free play today, a couple of more little tidbits in regards to college football and let's remember this sports betters definitely when it comes to week one in college football foolish betters they make conclusions but wise betters they make observations a couple of my observations 
poor quarterback play in that Monday night Clemson-Georgia Tech game. Uh, Louisville laying a big-time egg at Syracuse, a 24-point favorite loss. Wow. San Diego State, man, they kind of – they kind of shit the bed a little bit in their new stadium, losing by 18 points to Arizona as a touchdown favorite. Uh, on the plus side, we say welcome to the FBS for the James Madison Dukes. They beat up on the Middle, uh, Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders by the score of 44-7. to Those were my observations. Your best teams in college football. SEC, what a great start for the SEC Conference. 13-3 and straight up. Excuse me, SEC conference fourteen and one straight up, ten and two against the spread thus far already for the SEC conference. Big Twelve is four and one against the spread. Big Ten eight and five against the spread. On the flip side of things, it's been a tough start for Mountain West teams three and eight against the spread. It's also been a tough start for Conference USA. Also, only 33% against the spread at four and eight. And finally, the same thing in the AAC conference as only three out of nine of those teams cover the point spread, three and six ATS. So, those are kind of my college football observations. One game that just really jumps out at me in terms of college football, Mark, is the Michigan game. They're hosting Hawaii and they're laying more than 50 points for the Wolverines. Wow, 50 <laughs> point spread. If you're thinking of laying it, I would consider passing, maybe going the other way. Non-SEC teams who are favored by 49 or more points have gone 1-12 and 12 against the spread since 1989. We're talking over a 30-year period for non-SEC teams. I know it's a lot of points. You probably want to pass in that game. Maybe consider the underdog. But don't lay the 50 with Michigan. That is for sure. Now, for our free play... We're going to go to the NFL in week one action, and we're going to go with a team total, Mark. And we're not we're not going to give out Tuco's team total. He's done so well with these <laughs> that we're going to ask you to buy this week's totals tip sheet newsletter to get Tuco's team total. But his second highest team total in the NFL is going to be on the Baltimore Ravens to go over 26 points in their game against the New York Jets. That's Baltimore's team total, and we look for those Ravens to cut loose big time on offense with Lamar Jackson and company. He didn't play at all in the preseason in their first game of the year on the road against the New York Jets. The projected or the implied final score in the game, and of course that's based on the point spread and the over-under line, is Baltimore 25.75, New York 18.75. Over their last four seasons, Baltimore has been an offensive juggernaut in their first game of the year. They've scored 27 points last year, 38 points two years ago, 59 points, and 47 points on offense Baltimore. That's an overwhelming average of 42.7 points per game in their game ones. And remember, Mark, they're going to be taking on a jet defense that was Dead last in the NFL last year, allowing, what, 398 yards per game, 31 points per game. And, of course, the clincher comes from our database with Baltimore a significant road favorite in this game uh, and, a, and a touchdown favorite. In the last two years, big non-division road favorites of greater than six points have averaged 
30.3 points per game on offense in the first half of the seasons. So for us, our free play this week is a team total. It's on Baltimore to go over their team total of uh, 26 points. Don't forget this week, Mark, Playbook Newsletter just came out. 20-pager, our first combined college NFL publication of the year. It's available for $12. And again, as I mentioned, totals tip sheet number one, available $11. Again, you know what we have in terms of our lineup this weekend. And I know everybody wants to know what Mark has in plan for this first combined football weekend. Well, I appreciate that, Victor. Thanks. Good luck this weekend, and good luck to Tuco. I know he's been on a major winning run with these team totals, just absolutely blowing my mind. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know team totals existed, okay, until Tuco came into being. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, you just keep knocking out winner after winner. It's incredible, and uh, I'm sure our listeners would love to see what Tuco's got for his top play inside the totals tip sheet this particular week. Before I get to my complimentary play on the show this week, I want to remind everybody out there that I'll be releasing my NFL opening week play of the year this Sunday. And the reason I'm calling it out is this, is that last year we just knocked it dead with this play here. We had a live underdog with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They took six and a half against Buffalo. They went into Buffalo and won the whole game straight up. We've got another such live dog on tap this week for my NFL opening week play of the year. You can get that play along with everything I'm doing this weekend. All of my college selections, all of my NFL plays from Saturday through Monday for just $99 complete. All you need to do is log on at playbooksports.com. Sign up now for our opening week NFL play of the year weekend of winners at playbooksports.com. You're going to be glad you did just that. And while we're talking about winners, if you haven't done so yet, our friends at mybookie.ag are inviting you to join them. And when you make your first deposit at mybookie.ag, they'll double your first deposit. What a nice bonus, a double bonus deposit at mybookie.ag. Just log on to the website, mybookie.ag, make your first deposit, and they'll double it to get you rocking and rolling for this football season. Now, as I go to my complimentary play on the football card this week, it's going to come directly from our playbook football newsletter, and it happens to be our upset special of the week. We're talking about dogs. Victor mentioned how well dogs in the National Football League have done, how well the favorites in college football did last week. Look for that to reverse this week, guys, because what goes up usually comes down. College football this week, our top underdog upset special is going to be Kansas taking the points against West Virginia. And I talked about it earlier with their awesome angle of the week, West Virginia being one of those bowl teams that came up short last week. Now they're favored in game number two, and they come up short against their arch rival Pittsburgh Panthers right across the river in that backyard brawl rivalry, which renewed this past week, and they come up just short. They lost by a touchdown, cashed a ticket, but lost in a real, real tough football game. Kansas is coached by one of my favorite coaches, Lance Leopold. This guy is a winner. He did it at Buffalo. He's going to do it again at Kansas, and I'll play him plus the points in an upset against West Virginia for my complimentary call. And just a quick reminder before I get out of here, and Victor as well, we're producing videos on our new Playbook YouTube channel. You want to check that out, the Playbook YouTube channel. We have got complimentary free pick videos from Victor, myself, and a cast of all of our Playbook experts. Check them out each and every day. Go to our webpage, pb.buzz, B-U-Z-Z, forward slash video, pb.buzz, forward slash video for our top complimentary free pick videos at playbooksports.com. 
And once again, for Victor King from King Creole Sports, this is Mark Lawrence. Until next week, reminding you to always to remember to bet with your head, not over it. And good luck as always.